Welcome to this week's Energy Show. We're talking about hot water this week. No, I'm not in trouble again. Just discussing the best ways to heat water for your home. Now, this focuses on domestic hot water, or DHW. It's water that you use for your kitchen, when you're bathing, for your laundry, not you know, irrigating your, your yard or watering your grass. The average home uses about 68 gallons of hot water a day. Huge variation there based on the number of occupants, the age of the occupants, apartments versus houses, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I kind of took a step back and said, all right, how do you heat hot water? Well, I just counted five basic ways that people have been heating hot water, you know, basically almost forever, from oldest to newest. I mean, if I had to add a sixth one, the oldest way would be what we would do on a camping trip, which is you just take a big pot, put a fire underneath, and you heat the water up that way. But you know, when you're talking about water for buildings, the five common ways, solar hot water heating, basically you're using the direct thermal energy from the sun to heat hot water. Next is a gas hot water heater, and they have new condensing units with minimal emissions or more efficient. Then you've got electric hot water heaters, super simple. You have flash hot water heaters using gas or electricity. Basically, they're tankless. And then you have heat pump hot water heaters. So just let's go into a little bit more detail in each technology, and that's going to set the stage for our discussions about what's best for you. All right, solar hot water heating, oldest technology. Basically, you've got sunlight hits something black. Anytime something's black, it's dark, it absorbs the, the from thermal energy from the sun. And then you have uh, water coils on the back or water tubes on the back of this flat black plate, and that water heats up because the metal is hot. And, and you can make these things more efficient by putting glass on top, by having these little coils inside evacuated tubes or, or, or a vacuum that keeps it really well insulated. But basically the system is whatever kind of solar collector you have. You have these collectors on the roof. And then you have piping coming down into your house, into your basement, into your garage, where you have a tank and you've got some pumps and some controls. And basically that pump will pump up cool water from the tank, from your, your water main. Water goes up from the tank or from the water main into the collector, gets hot, and comes down, goes into the tank. Now usually there's an antifreeze fluid. You're not pumping potable water or the water directly from the mains into your collectors. You have an antifreeze fluid that way. If it gets cold, the water in your roof doesn't freeze. And also if it gets really, really hot, it doesn't boil as easily. And then there's a heat exchanger inside the tank where the water is stored. So it's just basically a hot water tank, but, but designed to be heated by solar hot water instead of gas or electricity. Now, all these tanks, and I'm not going to get into detail in the other technologies, but basically you're looking at a hot water tank. It's 40, 50, 75 gallons, even 100 gallons, which is kind of big. It's just a, a cylinder on legs. It's insulated, so the hot water stays hot, and then you've got some heating there. With solar hot water, I mentioned you have pumps and controls. So the controls are basically saying, hey, let's pump water up to the roof when the water's not hot enough, and let's obviously pump it up to the roof when it's sunny. That's when it's going to heat. And those are controls there. Solar hot water, the equipment is basically really reliable. Heck, you know, I'm, I'm see, still seeing collectors that are 40 years old on the roof. But you're going to have to do some maintenance on the controls and the pumps every once in a while. But basically, once the solar hot water system is installed, it's the cheapest thing to operate, basically, because you're only paying for a tiny amount of electricity for that pump. And I've even seen some newer systems that actually have a tiny solar collector that provides the power for the pump itself. So very, very low operating costs. 
you know, maybe more expensive to buy. All right. Most popular technology, this is this is probably in 80% of the houses, is a gas hot water heater. It's, it's the same kind of storage tank you have with solar, except there's a gas burner underneath. It's kind of like heating a pot of water on your stove. Um, you've got the gas burner. It heats up the water in the tank. The hot water in the tank kind of goes up as, as it boils. As there's some, some uh, convection inside, natural convection. And then cool water sinks down to the bottom. And basically, it keeps heating until you get that water temperature up to maybe 130 degrees or so, which is about as hot as you want the water. And then the, the burner turns off. When you start pulling water out of the tank, somebody turns the tap on, the cold water comes in, hot water at the top comes out, the burner turns on again. All right. So you have a flue to take that exhaust from the burner out, and that goes outside so that you're not polluting inside the house. So you don't have toxic gases inside. Now, there's a newer technology called condensing hot water heaters. Basically, you're taking that exhaust, that hot exhaust that is waste heat, and then you're condensing that again, capturing more heat out of that. And these things actually operate pretty efficiently. And the result is that you don't need this big flue pipe. You can actually have a much smaller pipe where basically you're just having some condensed water come out, and that's just drained outside with a little bit of gas. So very, very efficient, minimal emissions. The newest technology is pretty darn good. But that's all with gas. Now, what about people that don't have natural gas in their home? Pretty common. You can use propane, obviously, or, or some kind of a other bottled gas for hot water. But most commonly, people basically, if they don't have connection to a natural gas line, and heck, I was at a, a customer's house this morning where they're up in the mountains and they don't have natural gas, they're using electricity. So these are the simplest systems. You have the same tank. Almost every company is using a similar kind of cylindrical tank that's made out of galvanized or stainless steel metal, and you've got some insulation around the outside. But inside these electric hot water heaters, there's a coil. It's kind of like a coil that you see on your electric stove. It's insulated. It goes inside the water. It's immersed inside the water. Super efficient. That coil gets super hot, red hot, and it directly heats the water. When the water starts boiling, at the, you know, when the water gets up to the right temperature, say you have it set at 130 degrees, the coil goes off and the water's hot. So that's kind of the simplest way. Now, we talked about tank hot water heaters. Now, the newer technology, it's been out for about a dozen years or so, flash hot water heaters or tankless hot water heaters. And these are basically smaller units. There's no big tank. And they have a big gas burner inside or a big electrical coil inside. The water goes into this little unit with a coil or a gas burner inside. Water goes around that. And there's a heat exchanger. And you have a continuous flow of water going through. So when you turn on the tap, within moments, you know, it's literally seconds, the gas, the, the water gets hot. And you need a really big heater, whether it's gas or electricity, because that water's got to go from, say, 55 degrees or so, might be the average water temperature, on up to 120 or 130 degrees that you want in terms of your hot water. So it's very efficient because you don't have energy, any energy losses from the tank. You don't have this big tank that you heat up and then it cools down, you heat up and cools down. No losses like that, but it's more expensive to put in because you need a big gas burner and a lot of gas supply to this thing or a lot of power requirements. You're not going to power one of these things with a 15 amp circuit. You need more like a 40 or 60 amp electric circuit just because it's using so much power. Okay. Last technology, another, probably one of the newest, is a heat pump hot water heater. Now, these things have tanks, but instead of a gas burner or an electric coil inside the water, there's a heat exchanger that heats up Freon, a refrigerant, just like in a refrigerator, but in reverse. So instead of cooling the water down, it operates in, a, in reverse like a like an air source heat pump, and that heat exchanger gets really hot. Now, where's that heat coming from? Well, gee, there's, there's an exhaust that's actually kind of cool. So you're blowing cool air out somewhere, but that heat exchanger gets really hot, and that's what heats up the water. They operate very, very efficiently. 
differently. Now you still have an insulated tank and you've got a little bit more complexity because you have a small compressor, you have a couple of heat exchange coils, you have some controls, you have a little fan. But by far and away the most efficient way to heat hot water with electricity, it's electric power. And, and the reason why it's so efficient is you're actually pulling waste heat out of the air and heating your water up with it. Now the other cool thing is you can get apps, very sophisticated control systems for these hot water heaters. Basically on your cell phone you can say, hey, you know, I want to heat my hot water, make sure it's hot enough at 7.30 in the morning because that's when I take a shower and let the water be cool from 10 to 5 p.m. during the day. I don't really care. When I come home again, I want some hot water in case I want to do some laundry or cooking or things like that. So you can, in, in addition to being efficient in terms of heating, you also have more controls. Downside, probably more than twice expensive as, as standard hot water heaters, but it's much more, much, much more efficient. Okay, now let's talk about fuel types, just basically. We talked about a couple of different fuels. Solar thermal, the fuel is free. Natural gas is what's heating most of these things. And I, I'm when we're doing our economic analysis kind of later on in the show, we're going to be talking about natural gas costs of about a dollar and a half a therm. That's what I saw in my most recent electric bill. It's gone bounced up and down. Sometimes it's as expensive as $3, sometimes down to a dollar. But the average price of a dollar and a half a therm. Electric I'm going to use a relatively high electric rate because that's what a lot of people in California pay at 25 cents a kilowatt hour. Nationally, it's probably closer to 15, but you know, in our area here around Silicon Valley, average rates around 25 cents a kilowatt hour with peak rates of, of over 40. All right, and then if you're getting electricity from solar, here's the interesting thing: if you have rooftop solar, your electric rates are only eight cents a kilowatt hour, and that makes a big difference. All right, let's talk about efficiencies for these things. I'm just going to look at relative efficiencies, and this is data from NREL. This is kind of a technical definition of efficiency, which is the energy output divided by the energy input. So for natural gas condensing units, 80% efficient. Electric, both solar and, and regular electricity, 90% efficient. Flash hot water heaters, also 90% efficient. And anything with a heat pump, 2.2 efficiency. So that means that you get 220% more energy out than goes in. Okay, now let's look at what the annual costs are for these various ways for you to heat hot water. All right, it depends a lot on several factors. Most important is it depends a lot on your fuel costs and the amount of hot water usage you use. So as I mentioned before, we're going to assume 25 cents a kilowatt hour for electricity if you buy utility power and a dollar and a half a therm if you're using natural gas. Now back to electricity, if you're powering it from solar, your electricity costs are more like eight cents a kilowatt hour. So huge difference between eight cents and 25 cents. It's actually going to be less than a third the cost to heat your hot water with solar than it is to get you know regular utility power. Now, as I mentioned, lots of places in the U.S. have lower electric rates, and there's also time of use rates, so you can start to be clever about when you're actually using electricity to heat your hot water. Okay. All right, so did a lot of number crunching here. It was kind of hard to get the data because I, I never really saw a summary like this anywhere else, but we, we did some of our own analysis. And let's look at what the annual operating costs are for the different ways of heating um, hot water. All right, I'm just going to kind of go down the list and then we'll kind of highlight the highs and lows. All right, if you're heating hot water with a solar thermal system, your annual operating costs, for all intents and purposes, zero. There's no maintenance that you really need. The only thing you're going to have to do maybe every 15 to 20 years is, is replace um, a pump or a controller. All right, natural gas condensing hot water heater, and that's kind of the most popular one that we're using. I've, I've had a couple of those in my homes. 
annual cost $280 per year. That's how much it costs for the natural gas. That's kind of an average hot water consumption rate. Now, if you're heating your hot water with regular electricity from your utility, that's the most expensive way to go, $1,188. But you're going to see less than a third of that if you heat with solar, if your electricity is solar generated, down to $380 a year. All right, now, what if you have a flash hot water heater with natural gas? That's $249, really, really cheap. If you're heating with a heat pump, so it's a heat pump hot water heater, $486 annual operating costs. And the cheapest way, this is kind of interesting, the cheapest way I can find of heating hot water for your home is with a heat pump solar hot water heater. So you're using a heat pump, but you have solar in your roof that's providing that electricity only $102 a year. That's really good. Okay. But annual operating costs is are not really the only factor. You got to look at what those total installation costs are. Okay. Now, here it's a little bit different. I'm, I'm just going to kind of look at what's really expensive and what's really cheap. Most expensive is a solar thermal system. The data that I've got from NREL is about $7,000 to install a solar domestic hot water system. That's a couple of one or two collectors on your roof, pipes coming down, tanks inside the house, controls, etc. And depending on your location, there may or may not be rebates to kind of recapture that. So that's something to think about. All right. Now, what's the cheapest way, the cheapest installation? What's If you wanted to just say, hey, I want to get the cheapest hot water tank I can get, well, the cheapest one is electric. It doesn't really matter whether you're powering with solar or not. You can put in a, an electric hot water heater for only $600. Why? Because you don't have any complicated plumbing. You just plunk the thing down, you plug it in, and you go. Your plumber will do that. All right. So other options. What if you wanted to use a gas hot water heater? Well, the current efficient gas condensing hot water heaters, and this is what I have in my house, $2,000. It's a little bit more complicated than a non-condensing system. Now, if you wanted to use a flash hot water heater with gas, that's $2,400. That's kind of pricey because you're going to have to plumb in gas in a different location. All right. The last option is an electric heat pump hot water heater. This is more expensive than a regular tank hot water heater that's got an electric oil in it, but it's cheaper than the other options. So NREL's data for that is $1,700. So whether you're putting in a heat pump hot water heater powered by utility electricity or your solar electricity, about $1,700. So big gap here between a dirt cheap, simple electric hot water heater at $600 or solar at $7,000. Okay, now Let's just kind of, when we're talking about which technology to buy, you know, kind of digress a little bit into maintenance. What's going to break in these things? Well, anybody that's had a house um, for for more than half a dozen years or, or, or so ago, almost everybody, has experienced what happens when their hot water heater dies. It doesn't call you and say, hey, I'm not working. The hot water doesn't stop suddenly. What happens is the tank starts to leak a little bit first, and then it starts to leak a lot. Um, and basically, the, the, the issue is that the tanks rust out. Um, and every, all these companies are basically using the same kind of tanks. And they rust faster because you've got some really high temperatures in there, especially when they're heated by natural gas. So and says that the average lifespan of a hot water tank is about 13 years. Um, interesting because every single system that has a tank, natural gas condensing, electric with a tank, heat pump with a tank, NREL says the average lifespan is 13 years. That's basically because that's how long it takes for the tank to last before it starts to leak a little bit. Now, quick hint, if you see a little puddle around your hot water heater, you better call a plumber fast because that little puddle is going to get big really fast. 
you're basically going to need to replace your tank. You really can't fix it. Now, most hot water heaters don't really have any mechanical parts. There's nothing really moving or wearing out. But if you have a solar system or a heat pump hot water, there's going to be some electronics. There's going to be some controls. There's going to be fans. There's going to be motors. There's going to be things that wear out. Now, looking at NREL's information, the lifespan of a solar system is pretty reliable. It's 30 years. But I'd say you might have to do a little bit of maintenance on the pump or the controller at some point. And once again, the lifespan for a heat pump hot water heater is also 13 years. And basically, NREL saying the heat pump part, the compressor, the electronics, they're going to last longer than the tank. Okay, now let's start adding all these things up. And, and what I like to look at is what's going to be your 10-year cost for the various technologies, right? So you're looking at replacing your hot water heater. You want it to last for 10 years. You know, they're probably most of them are going to last for 13. The flash hot water heater is supposed to last for 20. Solar is going to last for 30. But let's just see what your costs are over a 10-year period. You know, here's kind of interesting. The most expensive because of the high annual operating costs, are the cheapest. So you, is, is a, a regular old electric hot water heater. I mentioned $600 to put in one of these tanks. The downside is the operating cost over 10 years, based on our electric rates here in California, $12,480, because you're spending a lot of money every year for electricity. Now, if you're just going to put something in and going to move out of your house next year, you know, electric might be the cheapest way to go. Now, the next most expensive is, and then the next most expensive on a 10-year operating basis is the solar hot water heater. Why? Because the solar is expensive to install. It's going to last a long time. So the solar hot water heater, then based on these numbers, $7,000 operating costs over 10 years. That's total cost of the system plus the cost of the electricity. All right. The next most expensive is a heat pump hot water heater. Why? Because those heat pump hot water heaters are kind of expensive to install. But once again, as we talked about it, they're relatively cheap to operate. All right. Now, here's what's kind of interesting. The 10-year operating cost for a natural gas condensing hot water heater, $4,800, a flash or instant gas hot water heater, and that's actually what I have on my house right now, $4,890, and then just an electric hot water heater, but not normal utility electricity. Solar is $4,400. So it's interesting. They're all about the same. So if you have solar on your roof, it's going to cost you $4,400 over 10 years for your electric hot water heater, not including the cost of the solar, obviously. $4,890 for a flash hot water heater and $4,800 for a natural gas condensing heater. All about the same. Now, what's the cheapest? And this is what this is kind of what surprised me. Cheapest is a heat pump hot water heater if you're powering the heat pump with solar. $2,718 over 10 years. That's really, really good. So in summary, when I kind of look at what I would recommend to people, and this is what we're recommending right now at Cinnamon Energy Systems, if you're looking at replacing your, your hot water heater, and, and these are decisions that usually have to be made instantly in a day because your hot water heater breaks and what do you do remember the show because you're going to want to talk to your plumber and say all right why don't you check out a heat pump hot water heater and by the way these aren't hard to get you can get them in any of the big box stores right now the cheapest thing to do is to get a heat pump hot water heater especially if you have solar electricity on your roof otherwise if you don't have a solar electric system or if you're not planning on getting a solar electric system quickly natural gas condensing unit or natural gas flash hot water heater is the cheapest and you know what's surprising is the standard dirt cheap electric tank hot water heater with solar is slightly better than the natural gas condensing unit. Wow, that was a big surprise. 
Now, other things to think about when you're looking at this new hot water heater, the recovery time. How long does it take to reheat the water in that tank? Flash hot water heaters are instant, but gas and electric take time to heat up. And obviously solar, <laughs> you really have to use the solar power during the day. It's going to heat up pretty fast, but at night you're going to have a little emergency electric heater. It's going to be kind of slow. Also want to look at some of the installation issues because the instant hot water heaters need a bigger gas pipe or bigger electric lines. And obviously anything that's going to use with be powered by solar electricity, you're going to need panels on the roof. Uh, the other cool thing is a lot of these new systems allow you to control the temperature of the water during the day. Why is this important? Well, there's an app that you can get with your heat pump hot water heater on your phone. So maybe you only make sure the water is hot enough at 6 a.m. so that when you take a shower at 7.30, everything's going to be fine. Or, or maybe you want to just heat your hot water during when electricity is inexpensive at off-peak times. And you don't want to heat the water during the day or during the afternoon during at peak rates. So that's kind of handy. All right, so my conclusion, good economics if you have natural gas. Um, the best economics are using a tankless flash or condensing tank hot water heater. But by far the best economics are if you install a solar heat pump hot, a heat pump hot water heater and you have rooftop solar. That's the best way to go. So when my hot water heater dies, I'm going to buy a heat pump hot water heater. I'm, you know, I'm sure it's going to happen within the next 10 years ago or so. All right. That's all the time we have on this week's Energy Show. Thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in. And if you missed any of today's show, you can always go to our website at cinnamon.energy and listen to the podcasts.